It is episode eight of the Rebirth of Life and Love. You got Felicia here. <laughs> I always have to introduce yourself. I know, but you, you it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't new. a tee up though. Okay. We have Felicia here and we have Big Daddy. Big Rome in the building. <laughs> episode eight, like Felicia said, we are talking today about what? There's a show named after this word. Well, Insecurities. All right. And although Insecure is over, and that was one of my favorite shows, there's a lot of shows out there that talk about relationships and talk about their insecurities as much as they don't highlight it. So we're going to dive a little bit into Love is Blind, The Ultimatum, shows that I have got Rome hooked on because we are that couple that Rome is like, no, I'm not watching this. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I'll put it on. And then he starts asking me questions like, wait, so what happened? So what's going on here? And I'm like, should I just start over? You want to watch it with me? Listen, the reason why the reason why I'm I'm hooked and I'm watching it is for y'all because I have to come back here and now break down these episodes. So how am I supposed to break down something I didn't see? I don't know. Exactly. So now we're here. So we're talking about again insecurities. And you know what the shows actually don't do? They do show a lot of characters who are insecure, mm-hmm. but they don't talk about why Ooh. or how. Yes. Or how to overcome that. Oh, so are we going to dive into all those? So I guess we're going to talk about it today, since they didn't. (laughs) Oh, and we're going to keep it kind of general, and we might tap into some of our own insecurities, but I think what's nice is that we have the male perspective, because I am curious of what you feel like men are most insecure about. Because for women, there's a handful of them, and I feel like I keep seeing them more and more on these shows, is like not feeling valued. And when us as women don't feel valued, we start to look within and start to question everything we do. And we start to question everything you do. And, you know, I do kind of have to say it is probably the same for men. But let's stay here for a minute and talk about value. Previous episodes of this, we talked about communication and how you have to communicate with your partner. You have to let them know how you're feeling, how you're doing. All of those things. Now, one of the reasons why I feel that insecurities exist is because that communication is not happening. Mm -hmm. So when someone is over here not feeling valued, instead of saying something, you just kind of let it roll off the shoulders. Mm -hmm. And now we have a full on problem because now I'm looking at you sideways and I can be vulnerable. I can talk about myself. Have I always felt valued? No. And we've talked about this plenty of times before. The reason why I didn't feel valued was because of like the things that you all know that I go through on a day-to-day basis. And so when I'm showing up and I'm showing up for people and, and doing things outside of what I normally do, they may be considered small, but to me they're huge because I don't do them and I don't have a lot of energy to do them. But like... I'm not just going to look over at Felicia and start keeping track and be like, I do this. Or Felicia's not going to look at me and give me a list of six things she did for me Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, you should feel valued because she did this. I also feel like a lot of insecurities come from previous relationships or things that have happened in your upbringing. There you go. So it could be because I feel like I won't tell your story, but I feel like previous relationships you've had. You brought in that trauma into our relationship. And so when you don't communicate, you don't talk about it, 
then I'm over here just kind of like confused as to why you're feeling this way. Like, what have I done to make you feel like you're not valued? What have I done to make you feel insecure when it's actually what other people have done that you're bringing into our relationship that you can't just shake? You can't. And also he said upbringing and you know how you're brought up in life as a childhood child. I think we've learned is that it's how we also carry ourselves in our relationship. When you think about being married, so much of what I've been conditioned to think is how married people move and operate is by what I saw, by how my parents were. And so my parents, they're affectionate. They give each other hugs and kisses. And Rome is not very affectionate. So and I we did not into, do that stuff. What? I said, and we did not do that stuff. Exactly. So I come into our relationship wondering, like, why aren't you hugging and kissing me? You know? And I'm thinking it's me. So now I'm starting to overthink it and, and think like, what am I not doing? How do, is it is my physical aspect of it? Is it what I look like? And when really it's, if we don't talk about it, it's actually, no, it's just not something you're comfortable doing. And it could be the same thing. Cause like you said, it's just like, I come into that, why aren't I doing this? And it's just like on the men perspective, I feel like men also take that same thing. And it's just like, why isn't this person doing this for me? They may do X, Y, and Z for me. Give but they're not doing A, B, and C. Okay, give an example off the spot, on the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an example on the spot would be what you've done in the past is my love languages is oh, yes. acts of service. And so in the past, you know, you've done things like go fill up my water bottle. You've done things like grabbing me food on the way home. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, was cool and it was great because I was thirsty or maybe I was hungry, but like it wasn't truly the thing that I needed in that moment to feel valued or feel better. And maybe that thing in that moment was I actually needed someone to help me solve this problem. Now, you would have never known that Mm -hmm. because I didn't tell you that. Mm -hmm. And that's where my mistake, um, that's where, that's where my mistake led in because I could have just easily said, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. But I didn't. Instead, I looked over at Felicia like, why isn't she, perfect example, when I'm sick. Mm-hmm. This is the, the number one example. I'm just like, why aren't you doing more to help me navigate through this right. and get through this? And on your end, you're like, oh, well, I got you your water bottle. I got you, you know, something to eat. Yeah. But it stops there. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, you know, cool, temporarily, but this is something I have to live with and continue to live with. And so did I feel valued even though whatever you needed and asked for, you know, I gave, that's where the disconnect was. The communication. The communication disconnect. I feel like all couples should do love languages early on because so many times you show up for your partner how you believe you would like someone to show up for you. So my love language is words of affirmation. And then second is quality time. And then third is personal touch. But Why don't you just name all five? Because you just... <laughs> I, I have all five of them, but in ranking order, okay? I think at the very end, what would you... Do you know all five of them? I have no idea. Okay. I just know mine. So it is words of affirmation. It is quality time. It is personal touch. It is gifts and acts of service. I could use some gifts. Yeah, I, I could use. Some I think gifts would be at the bottom for me. I can buy myself my own stuff. Yeah, me too, but I'd rather you buy it. No, that's a lie. Because I <laughs> buy you stuff. Okay, y'all, we gonna rewind. Dang, so she about it, to out the, me. So little it was triggered. 
it was 2014. Trigger warning. Christmas. All right. Oh my God. Rome had talked about, you know, he actually had been wearing his watch for years. I was like, he needs a new watch. So I had went to Nordstrom and got him a Michael Kors watch. I was really excited about it. It cost about 250. 250 to me in 2014, we just been dating about three years. That was a big deal, okay? And so it was maybe like four days before Christmas, and Rome was like, I really want, was it Xbox? Yeah, I wanted an Xbox. I really want that new Xbox. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, that's what I want for Christmas. I'm like, oh, no, it's too late. I already got you something. Hold on, but not from her. I wasn't asking her to get me the Xbox. What I was saying was, this is what I want. And let me tell this quick context, so hold your point really quick. Quick context, in my family, they say, what do you want for Christmas? I say, I don't know, just give me money. That's it. Okay, well, I don't do that. So I do that now. But I had already got him something, and he was like, I don't believe you. You didn't give me nothing yet. Probably because you hadn't got me anything yet. So you were trying to just I actually probably I probably got it for the Black Friday. Yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> so I'm like, I got you something. He's like, well, bring it out here. And so I, I brought the watch out, and he was like, oh, uh, Norsham got a good return policy, right? <laughs> Straight up. I said, like, you could take that I back. Huh? This whole time, and I thoughtful gift, and I didn't return that that watch. That watch actually is still on our nightstand right now. So I was like, I'm not still... getting rid of that watch. And he still puts on that old watch when I got him this brand new one. But so my point is, you talk about gifts is what you like, but it's not. No, but it's the it's gifts I random. want. It's the gifts I, I want though. So now what we do is send me links. What do you want? What do I want? I send him the links I want because we have the same account, so I see what's going in and out. And then we'll have a limit. So let's say the limit's $200. Get whatever I, you can get off of these five links. And so now I exactly know what you want, the size, the color, because he does not like to be surprised. So I would not say gifts at the top. But yes, acts of service is at the top. No, gifts could be like right under that, though. Like, okay. Yeah, I like acts of service. But I like things, too, in I didn't get a lot of things growing up. Mm-hmm. And that's why, as an adult, with a job and you know being responsible... I can get what I want. Yeah. That's why y'all see my shoes and stuff like that. Like, don't look today because I'm, you know, but still. Let me zoom in on this. I get get what I couldn't afford growing up. Yeah. Now. And we got gifts growing up. So, but what I loved was the quality time. Like, my fondest memories are us, you know, driving to Vegas, staying at Circus Circus, being in the the casino. That's lit. Like. We had a good time at the pool. We would drive, which does not sound fun, but we would drive from California to Arkansas every summer growing up until we started to get, you know, fly and spend time with my grandma and my aunts and uncles. And I didn't grow up around a lot of immediate family because we were like the only ones that lived in California. So I feel like quality time with family was always just so valuable. So now here I am as an adult and like that's what I cherish the most. And so I feel like that insecurity I have maybe derives from like when you don't want to spend quality time with me or lately it's like we spend time together because we're in the house as a pandemic and you want to go out with friends, you want to go out and do other things. And I'm like, why, when you have free time, aren't you picking to have quality time with me? You can never have enough quality time with me. You're right. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that, that's a good answer. You're right. You're right. Nah, listen, this is this is what it is. And and I did I have thought about that. Mm-hmm. And it does make I feel like our friend groups aside, we look at our friend groups. Like I still 
have a friend group to where we still can go out. Like they're outside a little bit. Mm -hmm. And typically I'm the one who never goes anywhere. But this summer I'm living and I'm outside. And so now I think you're not used to seeing me outside like I am now. And now you're just like, hmm, because it's usually you. You're the one usually going places. You're like, I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm like, all right, bye. I'm going to be home. You're a homebody, but also you haven't felt well. Yeah. And then now you are ready to be outside. Yep. And we have kids. And so it's hard for both of us to be outside at the same time. Yeah, we can't. We've only been one place together outside. Like no. Well, we had our monthly dates. No, listen. We only been one place together outside, and that was to a birthday party that we went to. Oh. We've gone during the day gotcha. on day dates. So you mean at night? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most of our dates have been during the day. And- All of them are during the day. <laughs> like, that's just it. They're between, what, they're before 5 p.m. Because mm-hmm. five we have to be back by 5 p.m., so we're usually back by, like, 4.30. Yes. And then we've had our staycation where I'm going to link it somewhere so you guys can see. Because we we took an anniversary staycation, and we literally only went, like, 10 minutes away. And we did come back a couple times. <laughs> Well, we had to. We, had we got to. we got obligations, but it know. was nice to just be together. But I feel like you know us talking about that is the communication aspect of it. Of once you learned what my my needs were, my love language was like. Well, the key one was aff- words of affirmation. I saw you put more effort into. Wow, this means so much to her because the moment I didn't hear like, oh, I like your hair like that, or you look beautiful. Or, those type of words, I started to look inwards and say like, okay, well, you don't like my hair like this? Like, I just got my hair done. Or like, you don't like this outfit? And you were like, nah, it's not that deep. But it was for me because that's like what I needed. And then you're saying acts of service is what you needed. And so when you're not showing up for your partner in, in pretty much like giving them the confidence and not thinking of like that insecurity, you start to like, tear down the relationship a little bit. You start to pour more into their insecurity and then they start to question everything. Well, insecurities are a cancer. I mean, that's basically mm-hmm. what they are. The insecurities yeah. seep in, whether they be, uh, you want to give us the, the definition of insecurity? Not confident or assured, uncertain and anxious. Okay, so like not confident or assured. I mean, that's that's what a lot of people I feel like go through and that's what would fully explain, you know, that, that tift Mm-hmm. between us is just and we really could have nipped that i nipped that in the bud by just saying hey i don't feel valued this is what i need i'm insecure about this or i'm insecure about that talking about the insecurity if you were just to say i'm insecure because of i felt this way growing up i feel like there's such a stigma around saying you're insecure about something because it makes you seem weak and no one wants to be weak you know, one wants to point out their flaw. So we carry on as if it's not an issue. So I think that's the first part is like announcing and, and letting it be known. Here's what I've been through trauma-wise or life-wise that's made me insecure about this. And so I feel like for you as a man, do you feel confident or comfortable saying like, these are my insecurities? I think so now, uh, 10 years, 12 years ago no. when we met. Probably not, Mm-mm. because when we met, I was I was off another round of steroids. And so I was just I mean, we told y'all like I was in the worst place in my life when we met and like health wise, health wise. No, just all the way around health wise. But for those who don't know, like you 
mentally. He was on steroids? Like, he was playing my, baseball? Like, no. <laughs> Well, dive in. If I hear medical. steroids, I think you'll hear hitting home runs. Dang, if y'all if y'all think that, well, I probably was hitting home runs, <laughs> swinging. Um, no, but basically, I was on, I was on some steroids for my liver disease, mm-hmm. and I was just on another round of them, and they're really harsh. Yeah, like again, knocked out my eyesight, knocked out my hair, maybe gain all this weight, all this stuff. So, like when I met Felicia, that was around a time when I was a. I was on and off another cycle. And so things were starting to happen again. Like I want to say by the time we met between like maybe a year in, I gained like another 20 pounds or 25 mm-hmm. pounds or something like that. Like just, just like that. But God knew I like him thick. So, and so oh my God. Came those 20 pounds. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So at the time I probably wouldn't have been like, Oh my gosh, my hair is falling out. I can't see. Ooh. I'm wearing these glasses. Like, but we stop there because I feel like m- most men don't talk about the physical insecurities. I think that's something women tend to talk about. Of like when you see them getting BBLs and all the other things they do. You trying to say I got a BBL? No, but I'm simply <laughs> saying is like men don't typically talk about like insecurity about their hair or their physical appearance. I feel like that's something women usually do because. When I was thinking about the top two insecurities, I feel like women is not feeling valued and then not feeling perfect physically. And for men, you said one is valued and then one is ego. But you touched on like one of yours was like the physical aspect of it. Yeah, because again, like I went from when I tell you when I was in college, I had braids, and then like one yeah, the of Mario braids. Actually, I had them. I had them little bow wow braids. They were they were thick. And uh. Yeah, I, I, what a time to be alive. But yeah, so I was, one of the times I was taking my braids out, I was literally pulling out chunks of hair. And those steroids really shocked my system. Partly it was my fault because they made me feel so bad. Like I would just stop taking them sometimes, cold turkey. And it just, the effects it had on everything, it just really feels like a truck ran over you. But again, like, so I was having to deal with that. Luckily for a while, I could dis- disguise it a little by cutting my hair shorter. Yeah. But again, it just, it didn't stop then because I had to, I didn't actually stop taking that medicine until 2013, right before we moved. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to put me on it again before our wedding, which was no chance it was going to happen. Right. But again, I, yeah, at that at that time, I probably wouldn't have said anything, even though the things were happening, even though they were very noticeably mm-hmm. noticeable changes. And now I feel like dudes in their thirties, like some people can't hide the thinning. Like you just, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But like, I don't know if they still even fully talk about it. I don't even know if yeah. they say, "Yo, I'm insecure about you know this." Like, do you really think, like, no shade to the god, but like. Do you think KD give a damn about what everybody says about his hair? No. Oh, no. Like, does he feel something away about it? Maybe. He's not going to say nothing. God. KD the God. What them you... cameras on the NBA channels be showing. Yeah, they be, them cameras are crazy, bro. They be showing KD everybody with the and LeBron. Like, I'm going to need y'all to, like, go from their chest up and stop showing the top of these dudes' heads because we all feel it. We know <laughs> yeah, they're insecure. Sorry. Hold on. We know they're insecure because LeBron went and got his hair done. Like we we know it's an insecurity. Mm-hmm. We know that I'm not gonna say bro's name, but TL, who um has a lot of hit songs, those are his his uh artist initials. 
Yeah. He's five foot two. Oh, I know who it is. They got, I know. I'm just spelling it out for everybody else. Yes. He went and got his hair done. So anybody who says that, that they're more, not. Though. Oh, Men I'm getting hair. Listen, lines. bruh. Listen. They said women can get weaves. We can get hair. Listen. Lines. Hey, if, if, if any of you are listening and you have access to um, those men weaves, hit, hit our inbox because you think I'm going to go. I'm trying to get waves. And I'll get waves tomorrow. So like, I don't care if it's mine or not. It is what it is. So if y'all know, if y'all got access to them, hit me. What are some insecurities for you? Ooh, I feel like mine, is, it's, there's the body portion. I think as I've gotten older of being a former athlete and being like so fit, so lean. And then as life happens and you go through different seasons of now you eat whatever, you're you're in your 30s, metabolism isn't hidden, and then you have babies, like your body takes on different shapes. Right. And, and you I've still had... eat dairy and red meat and okay. ice cream okay. and cookies. That's what you were talking about? <laughs> no, not that. Oh, okay. You don't call me out, y'all. Uh, but I feel like as women, like I've tried to learn to like love my body as it is and understand that it's a vessel that has done amazing things that... Although I am not in my professional athlete body, I have been there. And I've done so many great things with that body. And now here I am as a mom of two, and I've brought life into this world. And so to honor it and to love it, but that took me a while. And also it took me having you by my side to be like, nah, I like that. Like, I like them thick. But like you kind of need someone, but again, it goes into my love language, words of affirmation, like hearing you say that and say that, like, I still love you. I still think you look good. Like that feeds into my confidence and like makes that insecurity, like eh, it just kind of gets buried down there. Like I don't, it's not as present anymore. Um, Other insecurities that I might have, perfectionism, you know, like the need to be perfect and, and the feeling like everyone's like, looking at me and wondering like and questioning what I'm doing or questioning like what my life looks like. And I feel like Callie has helped me with that insecurity of things don't have to be perfect, that you don't have to always show up like you have everything together. I think social media has also been something that's poured into our lives because we are total millennials in a sense of what junior high school, you're seeing MySpace, you know, while we're in college, Facebook, and so we've grown up with social media. I remember in high school, uh, I could receive texts, but if I sent them out, they were a quarter. And yeah, so that's when texting that was, got big. So we yeah. stopped writing notes in high school. We started texting people. Yeah. And at the end of the month, my daddy was like, your bill is $200 worth of texting. $200 divided by 25 cents. That's how many texts you have sent out. And I was like, oh. But I digress. Like Just simply saying, like social media has been such a part of our lives of always putting what we're doing out and then looking at what everyone else is doing. And I feel like once Callie was born and having this unexpected journey that life doesn't have to look perfect, but it can still be beautiful has helped me kind of like really just dive into who I am and my purpose, but also just be confident and comfortable with like my skin and my life and to hear other people be inspired by it. Be like, okay, like I love that you're being real. That's why I follow you. I don't follow you because things look perfect and pictures look great. I follow you because you show up real. So does it make me think like, oh, I need to edit this picture and, and edit what I'm doing? No, like you just get the authentic me. You hit the nail on the head. And I think what, what really got me, like I, I want to cook a little bit. Ooh. But a, another insecurity since we're talking about it is 
is basically what you just said. It's the fact, look, I'm chronically ill. Mm-hmm. I have a disability. It's mm-hmm. invisible. To some people, they question if I have a disability because you can't see it because I wear it very well because I'm a Denzel level, level actor every <laughs> single day. Now, I also have to compete against able-bodied people. Yes, you do. I have to show up against able-bodied people. So my insecurity is what I do, even though I work harder, I feel harder than almost anybody. Let me say this. I work harder than 95% of the people in this world because I have to Mm -hmm. just to get to baseline. Um, And those people are always going to be able to outwork me, out do me, even though that sounds really weird, um, they're going to be able to always have that leg up because there's going to be a time when my fatigue takes over mm-hmm. and my body's going to shut down and make me have to stop. And so my insecurity every time, and I've been, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. I've been able to get my master's. I've been able to work at top, top tech companies. I've been put in these positions to where I am always the minority mm-hmm. and I'm the safe minority at that. And so with that being said, there's always this kind of status, this output that I always have to achieve Mm -hmm. instead of truly being real to myself and be like, hey, bro, it's okay if you can't do that because you're killing yourself trying to dance for these folks who don't give two. (laughs) They don't care about you. (laughs) (laughs) You want to cuss, y'all? Y'all, from episode one to now, you've seen less uh, F-bombs being dropped and I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm trying. But yeah, so they don't care about you. And so literally every day and kind of like you said with Callie our daughter is just so full of joy and Mm. she just she just does like she at this point in her life I don't think she realizes that she has a syndrome I don't think she realizes that she is different from other kids like she probably does look at them and say okay they don't have this you know trait that I have or or they can eat differently than I do and that is by design with us because we never want her to feel insecure about what her syndrome is. So we foster a life for her to where it feels very much like other kids have. Right. It's very much by design. It's very intentional. Very intentional. But like what you're saying is like we are starting from the ground up with her and laying that foundation so she knows how to overcome ins- any insecurities. But I feel like a lot of people don't have that in their lives of, you know, a parent or a person who's very aware of what an insecurity might be for them and creating a very safe environment. So like you said, for Callie, like we're making sure that she doesn't look. So we had other um, kiddos who have Pfeiffer syndrome who are adults now talk to us and say, you know, some said their parents sheltered them. They didn't allow them to do anything. They didn't want to expose them to life where others would look at them a different way, would point things out, would bully them. So they just guarded them. They just kept them inside, very isolated. And we talked to another woman who said her mom was the opposite. She realized that life will happen to her, but wanted to make sure that she got out into the world and that they did everything their other family members did, other parents, and went on vacations, went and did activities. And so we were like, wow. And she said that although life is still had hard moments, that she knew she had a strong support system to get through it. And she loved that they talked openly about it. And so that's what we're trying to do with Callie. And I feel like that's like step one is like how you can overcome an insecurity is being open about it and talking about it and having a community to to vent to and to 
to share that with. But like if you're in a relationship and you come with that trauma and that insecurity, like what do you feel like is a way to overcome it within a relationship? I mean, it's, it's like you said, like I feel like it starts at the individual level. You have mm-hmm. to own yours. You have to own your own stuff. Like me going in like, hey, my hair is falling out. Like you can't, you can't not see that. Like you. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like, <laughs> I don't see it, y'all. I, you got braids to me as far as I know. I can feel the waves. Um, no, but I feel like as much as I love the bald head and the beard look, I can tell you that every day. Ooh, I love that bald head. But if you don't love your bald head, then it don't matter. It doesn't. You still want to get waves, even That's though I'm continuing to say, I like your bald I'll head. I even laid in the ocean with my head down trying to see what it felt like. <laughs> So we on. But yeah, so you like you have to own it and you have to recognize like what created that. And I feel like for me, thinking about who our listeners are, you're going into a relationship with the insecurity you already have. I think therapy helps too. Mm-hmm. Like talking to someone who is not in your realm, who is not like your partner, an outsider that can like really break down what you're going through. Mediator. Yeah. Yep. You have to look at yourself, like we said. You need to talk to somebody. You need to talk to people who are like invested in the betterment of you. Because if you just talk to anybody about this, like if I'm just like, oh, I'm feeling this way, like there's been a lot of uh, man up on my timeline mm. that I've been seeing. So you'll probably be reached with that, which is not really constructive or productive at all. No. And so you have to really find your people. It, it's really about communication in your community, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not, I'm not talking about, um, you know, like for me, example, for me, for example, I didn't need to go out and find my other women friends to tell me what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't need that, but some people do. And like, I'm not going to badmouth it because I, I do understand it because they're coming from, you know, more of an objective opinion is someone who's in the relationship with that person. But you really should talk things through with your community and help them address some of those because some of them is going to take a lot of self-work. Yeah, My insecurity, again, about not feeling valued comes from the fact that I've basically been labeled damaged goods. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't even supposed to be here. Like, we start there. Like. And then I, and then I'm here, you know, I'm a surprise oops baby. And now I'm making stuff happen, but now I'm dealing with all this extra stuff. And it's like the universe just seems so against you. And it's like, how could anybody help me with that? Like, I truly have to take a step back and be like, you know, and maybe it's affirmations. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's truly allowing myself to celebrate more of what I've done. I don't know. Or, you know, the person out there that are going through insecurity, because I feel like that's the universal between men and women is feeling like damaged goods. Mm. And it's just like, you know, if there's someone else's behavior that made you feel damaged goods, like you can pinpoint it to like that person, you probably should cut that person off and distance yourself from that. But if it's, you know, something where it happened innately and you're working through it, make sure you also tell the person that you're with so they can at least help gas you up. Cause I think, I think that's what we miss in a society or in our society. We miss um, the mark on a lot. Cause we, we gas up our favorite athletes. Mm, we gas up our Beyonce. favorite artists. We gas up our favorite comedians, our favorite movie right. stars, our favorite 
actresses and actors, but we don't be gassing up our own people. Oh, that's a, a challenge. Lot. Beyonce just had her birthday. I know everyone posted about her and the inspiration there. Everyone's wearing silver, but like, post- Sis, did you post your brother? You post your brother on his birthday? That's what I'm saying. This week, post someone who inspires you. Like, gas somebody up that you feel like deserves it. That's in your community. That that is not some celebrity. That's what I was gonna say. Gas up somebody who you can reach over and touch. If you got there, okay. <laughs> That's if you got, if you got, I don't If you if you got their number, you got a way to directly contact them. I'm not talking about DMs. Gas somebody up. Right if you now. got a way to directly contact them, just send them a message. Gas them DMs. up. I usually like that's actually my role for a lot of people. Believe it or not, I'm the I'm everybody's biggest hype man. Hype man. Like I'm sitting there like, oh, oh, oh you got that. Shit. You got that. Shit. Let's go. Like that's me. It is you. All, all day. And like, you I, hype yourself up too I know it's though. hard though. Cause but I'm just like looking at like my, insecure, I'm like, I'm in the mirror. mirror, like Issa, like, oh, my barbs is trash. I can't <laughs> do this fast. <laughs> Nothing's coming to my head. You know, like I just, I can't, I can't do it like that. It's yeah. just, maybe I got to wear like a disguise or something. So it's like, I'm talking to somebody else and not myself. I don't know. Then the back to insecurities. Like I want to hear from you all. Like, let's be vulnerable down below let us know like what are some of the insecurities that you've had and maybe also how has your partner helped you through those insecurities how have you overcome them in your relationship and if not how are you planning to address that with your partner yes okay so now that you have dropped in the comments um one of your own securities insecurities okay we want to touch on some real life stuff so we give examples of our lives but as I told you before, I got Rome hooked on some shows. I'm not hooked. I just watched them for you. He, he hooked. The Ultimatum, the most recent one. Okay. We want to talk about the first couple, Brian and Lisa, who left the show early on. Spoiler alert. If you have not seen it yet. Oh, yeah. They leave the show. <laughs> we'll put up spoiler alert for Ultimatum right here. But we really feel like. Lisa had a, a real insecurity about their relationship because although she was the one that gave the ultimatum, uh, when she got into the situation where like she knew like going into this whole season, it's about dating other people and it's about what you can learn about yourself to then bring it back to your partner. Context really quick. So if you have never seen ultimatum, okay. ultimatum is about one person in the relationship giving the other one an ultimatum for marriage. Mm -hmm. And there are a plethora of different reasons why these people don't want to get married. Maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're in school. And so there's a show on one of the networks we're not going to name. And the first time, well, basically, so on this show, they roll out everybody who is giving the ultimatum. And they say why they're giving the ultimatum. They do profiles on each couple. Mm -hmm. Then they have a period where it's almost like open dating. Yes. So there's an open forum to where everybody can go out and talk to other people and see if the the marriage idea or if the relationship is truly built to last. And yes. of course, this network wants them to find other people because mm -hmm. that's drama. So well, in the other person they find. <laughs> they end up having to select them. So you have to say like, you are the person that's gonna be my wife or husband. So they're doing a trial marriage. Trial marriage, yeah. Okay, so the trial marriage, they they live together with this individual and they've only had a chance to meet and date. We don't know the exact 
um, timeline, but it's the families like too. It's quick. A couple of dates they go on over yeah. a period of three or four days, and then they say, "I pick you." You have to make sure the person you pick, they pick you, yeah. and then you have the trial marriage. So before they even got to the trial marriage, Brian and Lisa were dating, okay? And you have to see the person. So you're all in this one big bar, and you see your your person, your your boyfriend, your girlfriend out there and talking to someone else, flirting, laughing, and that's what she saw. And that was a trigger for her. Let me, uh, can I ask this? Why is that the biggest trigger for women? Like- we just have to be over with as men. Men just have to be sitting with another woman. And the minute I laugh, well, it's she hell. was laughing too. Don't be laughing at nobody's jokes. But see, exactly. Like, no, like, no one's what? as funny as me. Okay. What? Because I'm not that funny. Is that what you're trying to say? The people can't see your voice or your face. It's an audio broadcast. Well, some people aren't watching. <laughs> she's not that. She's made me laugh. Like, We've don't get me wrong. Like, she, she definitely made me, makes me laugh. She got some quick uh, one hit of her I mama funny. I don't claim funnier. to be like a comedian, but I just it's like it seems like you're enjoying your time, and I think when you start laughing, some for some people it's a way of like flirting. It's because oh then it's like this like casual like I can put my oh my gosh you're so funny you put your hand on the other person, but them having a good time was a trigger for her because also but what you find out if you guys spoiler alert if you watch all the way through and get to the reunion where she comes back. She talks about she had a one-on-one with the other woman, Raya, and they were talking and she kind of overheard her talking about how good looking her man was, how she won her man. And so it made her feel like she wasn't there for the right intentions. And that is what made her feel away because she's like, you just want my man. You're not here to learn anything. You're not here to offer anything. You just want him because he looks attractive. And but that hold on. triggered her. Well, let's, but let's pause. Okay. We're 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 cooking now. We should okay. have started with this because again, insecurities. She someone else wanted her, her man. man. Mm-hmm. I mean, lim- this is gonna sound like a real male guy perspective. Wait, that's but what you are. is that and that's what I am? But is that truly bad? Like, shouldn't other people desire your man? Like, doesn't that give you validation? Doesn't because mm. I know from the man, it's just like. The man standpoint is like, okay, yeah, like I'm still because here here it is. Here's all all honesty and vulnerability. You go out and you're still like, okay, you know, I, I put this, you know, I put this stuff on. I'm still getting looks. Like I I feel I feel good about that mm-hmm. because people aren't supposed to look at me like you look at me. But when they do, it's validating. And yes, sometimes it does mean more. So it's like I live with you, I see you all the time. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're going to give me compliments. Of course, you're going to see me differently. Of course, because you see me all the time, you may not react like someone when I put that stuff on. Like to where it's their first time seeing me or seeing anyone else. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, they're looking. You can clearly tell that they're, I don't want to say there's interest because I, I think people aren't as shallow as that to where you could just say there's interest based off a look. But mm-hmm. There's at least that that like, oh, okay, he looked good or something like that. And so I just feel it's weird to me when you use that word weird. I know it's a bad word in some places of this country, but it's odd to me when some women see laughing as flirting or smiling or being friendly with someone as flirting, especially if you know the person. And so she that, went that, off. That part. I think there's there's 
more to the story than that because I feel like there's an insecurity and there's a lack of trust there because yeah I make jokes when you are dressed up and you go outside I'm like oh, okay you look good where's your ring at let's make sure you flush that ring you know but I trust you and so I'm not over here thinking that you might step out if you get some attention because the male ego is crazy. Sometimes the male egos do do that a lot. When they not feel this one, like though. someone's looking at them and someone is, you said, not feeling valued. Maybe some other woman's willing to make you feel valued and put you on a pedestal that you want, you might step out. That's when how cheating happens. That's literally it. To yeah. males, to males I'll, I'll stand on that. That's why males cheat is because they don't feel valued and they're insecure about it and somebody else shows interest in them whether it be like via DM or whether it be like, you know, they like what they're wearing or whatever. And then you start pursuing it. And then once you start pursuing it mentally, then it becomes more physical. Yeah. Like it's just a a path that it keeps it's swaying this way. of it though. Because I feel like that person who is giving you the attention doesn't know your flaws, doesn't know what you are like day to day. They get to just see you out and about. They get to see your status, see what you look like. Dang, that's hate. But when... Doors are closed and you're coming home. They don't know all the things that you have done. So you get to present yourself. It's easy to carry yourself a certain way around someone for a couple of minutes, for an hour, for two hours. But to live with them, like the way I know you for 12 years, first someone might see you in the club and be like, oh, they might see you on Instagram. Like, okay, he a good dad. He shows up. Look at his shoes. I want to be with him. Dang, you sound, but, you're trying to say I'm not shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm crazy. more to you. You ain't perfect. I'm not perfect. And that's how those other people get trapped because they step out, they get with a person and they always say how you lose someone or how you get someone is how you lose them. So, yes. Yeah, like, so when someone like you were to cheat or something. And wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, let's talk about Issa and Lawrence. You cheat. Let's and, not say me. Let's say Issa and Lawrence. Okay, so Issa, Issa and Lawrence. There's the cheating happens. They get with someone else. Yeah, and that person's cheating on them. She get with Daniel. And then so Daniel cheat on Issa. Then he's like, oh, you don't even value your man. Why should I value you? Got they it. throw it back in your face, That's or they crazy. realize the grass is not greener on the other side. Damn. But it all stems from what if you a put that? What if you put and... weed and feed on it though? <laughs> Y'all, I'm not even. You see, this is what you do. Rome throws these little side jokes in, and it gets me. It, it turns me one way, and we get off topic. So no, not you, not not falling for it. But yeah, I saw something on Instagram that kind of poured into this because it had me thinking about where the insecurities come from and then why men or women, who would you say that men or women step out? It stems from the lack of honesty in the relationship. Which is lack of honesty, which is lack of communication. These are five ways that we build trust in a relationship. We do not lie. We do not cheat. We do not pretend. Pretend to what? We do not manipulate. And we do not hide the truth. It's the kind same thing. Same things, right? When I read it, when I listened to them all, I'm like, okay, read, read them one, read them one more time. Okay, well, I have to watch the whole video. I know. Sorry, I don't want to because I I came into this critical. Now I'm open. We do not lie. We do not cheat. We do not pretend. We do not manipulate, and we do not hide the truth. I like the truth in the first one, as far as like why the one I actually have a problem with is pretend because um, here's the thing, like. We're, we don't have to, to get into it, but I feel like keeping your relationship spicy, you have to pretend sometimes. And so it could be, it could be, it could be on a lot of different things. But again, like the act of pretending and 
Like, here's the thing. That's basically saying that you always have to stay where you are. Mm. Because I can pretend, because how, how do you change your mindset? You have to pretend to be it. How do I become the best? I have to think I'm the gotcha. best. Okay, I have to be the best. Point. So if I'm going to be the best husband in the bed, well, the I would say the best dad, but I'm already that. It's like kind of fake it till you make it in a sense. It's fake it till you make it. That's literally how this stuff goes. Yeah. Now, I do understand there's a lot where pretending goes wrong mm-hmm. because you, on the flip side, you can pretend that you're interested or not interested. I think that's the point they're trying to make. It pretend to be interested and in not just being honest. At the end of the day, I just think it's all about being honest. So if we go back to the ultimatum, I feel like where the reason they came on the show is because he was missing something. And I think we saw her true colors kind of come to oh, the man. surface about how she acted, y'all. That like, poor brother got the rage she had. She called the other woman out her name. Um she, and, and you know what? The insecurity in that, the uh, Raya was younger. Mm-hmm. Raya was thinner. I don't think Raya had her stuff together more. The intellect. But like, that's where I, she said that she felt away because she didn't feel like they were on the same level. And so right. here you are with entertaining. She kept saying you entertain her. And what can you learn from her? She's nothing like me. And so at the reunion, they get even deeper into it because they actually had a lot of things in common. She called her a Hooter B. Oh, and what bee. happened was she also worked at Hooters. So Ryan was oh like, how can you call me a Hooter? Yeah. What? When you also have worked at Hooters. Like, Wait, it look, gets look, look at this pretending. Y'all, oh, exactly. And so it's like, maybe she saw herself in her. And so like that attracted Brian to her when they were younger and that made her feel away. But there's so many shows. There are so many shows that dive into insecurities. All these reality shows stem from insecurity. And we will touch on a lot more because like Love is Blind is a whole nother level that we want to tap on. A whole other episode. Yeah, there's so, yeah. And we'll get into more episodes, but let me know. Like, what should we be watching? Drop in the comments of a show that you feel like talks about insecurities in a healthy way and maybe works through them because we need to add some more and we'll do some deeper dives into your favorite shows and our favorite shows moving forward. And so again, to sum up what we learned today, communicate, Mm -hmm. communicate to your partner what your insecurity is, do some self-work so you can work on that insecurity, get a community to help you work on that insecurity. And I would say the fourth one is pretend. (laughs) Okay. And on that note, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll drop all the handles over here in this area right here. Okay. We also have our own individual IG. We have Felicia 11, F-A-L-E-S-H-A-1-1. We have Rome Johns, R-O-M-E-J-O-H-N-S. All of it will be in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram, engage with us. We want to continue to grow, but also share our podcast to one of your friends, someone that you could you if, feel if you know somebody, episode. if you know somebody insecure, share this podcast Ooh, with them. Okay, and I, you should be sharing them with like twenty people because if you don't, <laughs> you're lying. Okay. And on that note, guys, bye.